Hey, aloha, everybody. Jeff Reinbold from Sky Sports and the Jeff Reinbold Show. And this is the Jeff Reinbold Show, brought to you by 888 Sport, the official gambling partner of the National Football League in both Ireland and the UK. And my buddy, my pal, who's soon to be eating bratwurst and drinking beer in Frankfurt, watching a classic NFL matchup. Michael McQuaid joins me, and we are going to talk a little football and take questions and take your feedback. And Michael, let's go. It's Thursday night, and it is huge. Hi, Jeff. How are you doing? Uh, good to see you, man. Uh, warm welcome to everyone watching live. Get your comments in on YouTube. And a big welcome to everybody on the Friday morning listening on the podcast. Jeff, you're right, man. I'm going to Frankfurt and buzzing. Confirmed. I haven't been. I haven't been talking to you since we were on. Where you have you been all week? You should be. You should be buzzing. And you know what else I think we need on the show, Mike? You know how you have your guy on lunes scream into the in the show yeah. that it's Monday night, right? In Spanish, right? And talks about his passion para NFL, right? We need to get that on Thursday night football in Gaelic and have somebody who understands Gaelic enough to get in here and cut a video for us so we can match your guy. What is his name? Oh, John, John, John Sutcliffe. John, John Sutcliffe. Sutcliffe. So we can match John Sutcliffe's Monday night passion with a little Irish passion, a little Gaelic invitation to what's, what's Thursday in Gaelic? Jeez, you put me on the spot now. I, I haven't done it in years, but hey, uh, oh god! Oh, your elementary school teachers would be really disappointed. No, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're putting, you're really putting me out here for a start. And secondly, like it's, it's a, this is a confusing subject. I live in an interesting place, and that's all I can say. Okay, you watch Sons so, of Anarchy. Pardon me. You watch Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. You know, whenever they went to Ireland, it's not like that. Basically, I don't Irish. Well, years. I know. I, I you know what? Biggest... I don't know if that's true or not, but we're going to find out because we're making six tour stops in Ireland this year. Six, it's seven tour stops in. We got a seven. Yeah, so we're going. <laughs> I love how you do that. Yeah, we got um, Belfast, Derry, Dundalk, Dundalk, Cork, Galway, Cork, Limerick, Cork, Dublin. Seven, and then we're in. Uh, by, by the way, Fred's gave us the Irish translation. Can, can, can I just say very quickly? I don't Irish for three years in school. It's the biggest regret of my life slash career, to be honest with you. I have no doubt if I could speak fluent Irish, I'd be on TG Cahar on College Football Saturdays commentating for free. No doubt about it whatsoever. Well, I, I tell you what. I hope you're not commentating for free, but I, I would love to see. I do it at this point. And Fred, thank you for the. For the lesson in Gaelic, because my buddy here, who went, to, you know, studied Gaelic for three years in elementary school, doesn't know a word. He, he must have been shooting spitballs in the back of the class or passing notes to the girls. Or did you even have girls in your school? Did you go to Catholic school? See, this is the whole thing. I went. I went all right, we're going down a whole hole here. But I went to a Catholic school. It was one building. Half was boys, half was girls. But you couldn't walk down the corridor. And then in the second year, we amalgamated. So imagine having a year where. And um, you didn't talk to girls in first year. Our principal, our headmaster was a priest. So it very, you know, notoriously uh, like you, you, just, you just wouldn't have it anymore, Jeff. 
basically. But, you know, good times. And I know people that are listening to this slash going to your live shows went to that school. So I'm going to shut up right now and say no more. Here, talking about lambasting. Picks, Jeff. Some of your picks last week, man. I think we have to have a discussion. What? What are you talking about? I picked the Bears last week against the Raiders, remember? Yeah, I, I, I understand that. So you hit one. And now you're gonna you're gonna blambast me, right? I'm joking. I'm joking. Here, but you see, you see, before we hit the whole week eight schedule and, and sort of give our picks, can you talk about the news that you were talking about off camera, or does it have to be very quiet at the minute? I, I don't mind. No, the news is that I will be back in the UK on the 21st of November, just in time for the Thanksgiving Day shows, the Black Friday show, and then the Sunday shows. So it's going to be a busy first weekend. We've got shows in Glasgow. we got shows in, in Manchester. And then I'll be at Sky all the way through the Christmas holidays. And then from there on, I can't tell you where I'm going to be, Mike. I could be parts anywhere until, until January comes, the third week in January. And it's going to be live in Ireland. We are going seven tour stops. And I just found out today, Mike, I want, and I think this is really cool. And um, all joking aside, I think this is really, really an awesome deal. I, when we do the cork show, which is sold out, I'm going to spend an hour and a half on the field with the, one of the local teams, all right, in cork that afternoon. And I'm going to put on a practice for the players, talk to the coaches. The coaches are in, were, were, they've invited me to go to lunch with them. We're going to put a little clinic together when then we're going to share some of the information that I give them about the techniques that are so important in this game. There's really 12 transferable skills that every football player needs to learn how to do. We're going to teach those to the coaches in Cork and then go out on the field and I'll show those guys how to put drills together that let you work on those 12 skills. So we want not only do we want to have fun, you know, in the shows. But we also want to leave the football on in Ireland better than when it was before we came over. So I hope we're able to do that at every single tour stop, even Dundalk. Well, I I will certainly do my best. If I'm chauffeuring you, I'll look for people in the Admirals watching this. I'll, I'll have you down for twelve o'clock. But we're in we're in Galway the night before Jeff, and we are on the uh, the schlugs is the word, the schlugs. Drinks, yeah. yeah, the Guinness. So, no, I, how many times do I have to, no, you you can't go to Galway and not have a pint. I'm sorry, like you have to. And and the, the people in the scaf bar in Galway are putting this up for the night and everything. You have to have a pint of Guinness, you have no choice. Like, it's... all right, all right. I, I, I if for the for the fans in Ireland, you know, I'll do it. Right, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Rainbow for Jeff's Glasgow, Manchester coming up in four weeks. I haven't even booked travel for you yet. So you've got Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Glasgow, and Sunday. It's going to be a jam-packed weekend. I can't wait. You know what? Other guys, Mike, other guys, that'd be too much football for. Other guys would wilt under the pressure. Other guys would fade. They wouldn't be able to get in the grind like that. But you know what? Not us, Mike. Not us, because there's no grind too tough for us. You're going to Frankfurt. You won't sleep more than two hours at night. I'm just telling you right now. Oh, I will. I will. Believe me. I will. Definitely. <laughs> I will. Anyway, thank you for that. Very, very buzzing for that next week. And um, 
this is our last live show for 10 days because I'm going to be in Spain next week. But we'll, we will have shows. They'll just be not live, but the video will go out. Probably, Jeff, unless my wife allows me to go live. I'm sure she will. Uh, Thursday night football, like, let's, let's again in the week eight slate. We're going to have to roll through some of these because I think we've got what... Um, we're, 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 I want us to do like a question and answer segment as well. And mm -hmm. um, the Bills, um, we've seen upsets last week. We've seen the Bills struggle over the last three weeks. The thing is, though, Jeff, over the last three weeks, they've got a very, very good offensive EPA, but they're still not really getting it done. I think they're going to wallop at the box. I think this is the night where they wallop them. Mike, this is really an interesting game because it's a short week, right? And the Bills are coming off of, you know, two straight losses. The Bills are, are really getting a lot of heat in the media in Buffalo. And then on top of it, the Bills are beat up, right? Vaughn Miller is just playing a handful of plays every week. They lost Milano. They lost Tredavious White, their number one corner. They've lost their tight end, Dawson Knox, right? And, you know, Kincaid is a fine young receiver, but Kincaid is not a guy that you can line up at, a, you know, a tight end and be an inline blocker for you. So the run game is going to suffer and the pass protection is going to suffer. The thing that's a concern if you're a Buffalo fan, Buffalo only has one tight end, you know, in the program right now. They've got a practice roster tight end who would they who they would have to activate to play. And whether he's going to be ready to play on a short week is really, really a tall ask, right? So I think what they'll probably do is activate Andy Isabella off the practice squad and go with another receiver. Now, like I said, that either puts you in 10 or 11 personnel. And everybody that watches football and, and pays attention to the to the uh, Buccaneers knows that they love to blitz. And that's not a great offensive personnel group to be able to handle the blitz. So I think they'll pressure Josh Allen. I think they'll zone blitz him a bunch. I just don't know which Baker Mayfield's going to show up. That's the question. And the beautiful thing for the people on the podcast right now is they know the answer already because they're listening to it on the Friday. If you're watching live, get your comments in YouTube, Jeff Reinbold or Pro Football Ireland. We'll read them out in the second segment in the show. CJ Stroud against Bryce Young, Jeff, on Sunday. First time these guys play in the chart. What's your thoughts? Well, I think this is kind of a you know an interesting one in that the owner of the Panthers wanted Bryce Young. And what I've been told is that the coaching staff, particularly the head coach, right, Frank Wright, wanted CJ Stroud. But the owner, you know, as owners can, because they signed the paychecks, he said, No, I like I like Bryce Young better. And right now, the early, and I'm telling you, this is way too early to say one's a success and one's a failure. But the early re the early results are in. And if you, it was a presidential election, right, C.J. Stroud would be elected, right, because he has had a good first seven weeks of football in the National Football League. But just remember, that's seven weeks of football. It's not seven years, right, not seven seasons, not seven months even. It's seven games. So hold on, tap the brakes, and let's not anoint him, and let's not, you know, bury Bryce Young. I think the Texans will win because I think the Texans are a better football team right now. They're playing with confidence, and I think the Michael Ryans is doing a tremendous job. 
really impressed with, with the Macarons as well, and I agree with you. I, th- I think they'll get the win on Sunday. Um, gonna roll through some of these games because we talked about the Irish days for days of the weeks, and I'm already getting texts to my phone saying, ha 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 ha, from somebody I'm not gonna name. So thank you for that to my friend. Uh, Rams at the Cowboys. Could have sworn the Cowboys were on a bye last week. Rams lose to the Cedars, Jeff, and they'll be looking to get in the road and get a win. Three and four now dropping what what was once positive two weeks ago could turn sour very quickly if they don't get a win this week. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you something, and, and I'm doing this out of respect and admiration for Fred Flunk, the number one Cowboy fan I know, right? Fred is has been listening to this show for years, and since we started it, I guess it's been almost five years ago now, and he is a huge Cowboy fan, and I'm going to pick the Cowboys just in Fred's honor because I don't trust them. I'm just telling you, I don't trust them. But I don't trust the Steelers' offense even more. That was the best explanation you could have given. Um, I'm taking the boys. It's too, it's as you said, it's week seven. The hype is up. They're going to go five and two, and we're going to be sitting on Monday night going mad. Oh, I nearly I racked the table doing that Monday night impression. And um, right, I'm really up for this because we haven't really been chatting post Monday. Not, I, I don't want to keep saying Monday, but Jeff, Vikings at the Packers. Like, I watched Monday night football on Tuesday morning. We, you, you've had a very, very busy week, so you know. Feel free to unload in that game now, but this is a massive opportunity for Kirk Cousins and the Vikings to go into Green Bay. It's never easy to go into Green Bay, but Green Bay really lost it against Denver last week. They should have won that game, in my opinion. Who have you got? I'm going to see. Well, I think it's, I, I think I got to take the Vikings. I've been very impressed, uh, you know, with that football team. I think Kirk Cousins was very, very good the other night against San Francisco. That offensive line, which has been maligned and has been a problem spot for the Vikings for years, gave up zero sacks to a great 49er front. Now, that doesn't mean they've arrived or that I'm going to anoint them, you know, as the number one offensive line of football or any of that stuff. It just means there's progress being made, right? Cousins is good enough to win. I don't know Jefferson's health. That's a concern if you're a Vikings fan. But Flores has done a tremendous, Brian Flores has done a tremendous job of resurrecting his career as a coach with that Viking defense. They blitz you a bunch. They're not great, but they do a lot of things schematically to make it tough on you. And right now, Green Bay is struggling. So I'm going to say, even though it's in Green Bay, I'm going to take the Vikings. Shout out to my man, Don Whelan, wearing the Irish flag on the back of his helmet last week. Don, you gave us the biggest social thing we've ever had. 2,000 likes on Facebook. What the hell is going on? Incredible. Uh, thank you, Dan. Keep going, mate. And look, there's a lot of Packers fans in the UK and Ireland as well. It, it will get better. Scenes of the Colts. Do you remember the Colts debuted a, a uniform last week called the Indiana Knights uniform, Jeff? Bad. Bad. Oh, Bad. I like them. Do you all like them? I love the jerseys, man. Awful. Awful. Why are they awful? <laughs> Because in my mind, Mike, I'm telling you, the Colts, since they were in Baltimore, have had one of the most simple but beautiful uniform combinations, right? The uniform had, it, it, it fit, right? It had two stripes on the shoulder. It had two stripes on the leg, right? 
the two, the white helmet with the two horseshoes, blue horseshoes. It was clean. It was simple. It was beautiful. I'm not a guy who likes uniforms that look like they got bought at a fire sale at some sporting goods company, right? They got to be able to match. And the Colts uniforms, particularly, Mike, particularly their white uniforms were absolutely beautiful. Things of beauty, Mike. But again, I digress because Leeds United is much like that with their all-white uniforms. Hold on. That was just incredible content. Who's winning the game, Jeff? I'm going to take the Colts. <laughs> the Colts are better than I thought they were, right? They're better than I thought they were. And right now, the Saints have struggled a little bit, right? The Saints have a, the Saints have a better football team, but I'm not sure they're going to win the game, right? I think it all comes down to how Minshew plays. And if he can avoid turnovers, I think they can win the game. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay. Patriots at the Dolphins. Two teams in Frankfurt starting from next week. The Dolphins playing the Chiefs. The Patriots in Frankfurt in two weeks. This is such an interesting game. How that Patriots offensive line improved against the Bills, albeit it was the Bills are hyped up. Very, very interesting situation last week. But you think, Jeff, everyone always talks about the heat in Miami, everything else. Bill Belichick, you can never count this man out after what happened last week. That being said, the handicap was, I think, nine and a half with our dear friends at 88 the last time I checked. I think the Patriots lose the game, but I think it's not any more than nine and a half points. I, th I think they'll cover. I, th I think two will come through on this one. I think he'll I think he'll do a good job. You know, the Patriots, obviously, that was a huge win for them. That was almost like a redemption win against against the Bills at home. They ran the ball. We finally saw Stevenson, Ramondre Stevenson, have an impact in the game. Uh, I, you know, again, was, you know, was New England outstanding? No, but they played good complementary football, right? Now, I don't think, you know, you, they, they brought in J.C. Jackson. Yes, that helped them, you know, when they had the injuries in the secondary. But again, if the cheetah is healthy and he didn't practice yesterday, right? But if he's healthy and he's able to go over there and, and perform, I think that the, the Dolphins will win the game by a touchdown. This is either going to be an absolute whooping session or it's going to be very, very tight. Jets at Giants. Jets coming off a bye week. Jets won against the Eagles without Sauce Gardner for a start. Um, I'm, I'm taking the Jets here, Mike. I, I, I'm tell you, I'm going to take them because I just really think right now, for right now, what's going on in New York, right? Now, this is, this is, uh, this is not a blurt. This is something I've thought about, right? Tyrod Taylor, I think, gives you your best chance because he's willing to manage the game. He doesn't put the ball at risk. And, and the Giants defense has been playing extremely well. Wink, Wink Martindale's defense has been playing extremely well. I think the Jets, however, have more weapons. And I think they have a better overall team on defense. Their front is very, very good, right? So I'm going to take the Jets to win in what will be a low-scoring and very close game. I agree. I'm, I'll not waste time on it. Um, the battle of the Irish NFL global market agreements, the Staters are playing the Jaguars in Pittsburgh. 
I'm going to take the Steelers, not because I'm contractually obliged to, because I genuinely think the home crowd will get behind them and they'll, they'll grind out a result. I think TJ Watt and the defense will have a day against the Jacksonville offense. But Jackson was a hell of a team. Is it four in the bounce? So it could be a really, really good. Can you get, still hear me, Jeff? Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I blame my wife, even though she's in the corner of the office. She's probably upstairs in the Wi-Fi. I, I was saying Steelers against the Jags. Look, if the Jags go five, six and two, game changer in the AFC at the minute. Steelers defense, I think, will come up on the day and get them over the line. Who are you taking in the game? I think because it's in in Pittsburgh, and it'll be. I think it's going to be bad weather in Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, we're talking about the last weekend in October. Typically, you're going to get wind. You're probably going to get some rain. I don't think it's going to be real cold, but I do think it's going to be precipitation. That's what I've heard. Uh, so in those conditions, in front of all those terrible towel-waving, rabid Steelers fans, I'm going to take the Steelers. But I do agree with what you said, Mike. If Jacksonville wins this game and they go on this run that they're on, watch out because they can be a very, very dangerous out. Time will tell, my man. Um, Falcons at the Titans. Did you see Arthur Smith's comments this week? He doesn't seem very happy, Jeff. He doesn't seem very happy at all, Jeff. Most, let me tell you something. Most coaches during the season are miserable, right? I'm, but I'm like, like, like Mark, Mike, let me, let me say this. I had a guy that I worked with in pro football in NFL Europe that used to refer to game days as three and a half hours of gut-wrenching hell. That's what that's what he described games. So for the fans, it's a lot of fun. But when you're trying to get a team ready to play and you're trying to coach guys and guys are getting hurt and guys are getting in trouble and guys, it, it's, it is a long, hard grind, a grind. What's interesting to me, we got another, there must be a fire sale going on in Tennessee. Will Compton now went, to Philadelphia. Those, those teams ought to just trade players between themselves. And that's three Titans right now that I'm counting, right, that have gone over. And all good players have gone from Tennessee to Philadelphia. And, the, the you know, the Eagles are loading up for a Super Bowl run. And Tennessee looks like they're in a, now in a full-blown re, rebuild. And I think the King is going to be the next one to go before the, you know, before the deadline. Um, will Levis starting? I'm going to put it out there. You're talking about man or coaches being really pissed off. Mike Vrabel's press conference, he lost at a press, he lost it yesterday at a reporter. I'm going to say Will Levis wins the game for the Titans Sunday. Boom shakalaka. There you go. I'm picking the Titans to win this week. Who have you got? Falcons or Titans? I'm, I'm going to take the Falcons. Look, we're finally starting to disagree. I'm, I'm loving this. We should do a graphic each week in this who was right, who was wrong. Uh, Eagles. At whoa, whoa, whoa. Bring it. Don't sing it. You hear me? I'll give my keys. You, you, make, you make the graphic and I'll sign off on it. <laughs> I'll, if, if you want to invoice me, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a shout. <laughs> Folks, keep your comments coming in live. We'll get to them on the next segment of this live show slash podcast. Eagle 6 and 1 of the Commanders 3 and 4. I'm not going to waste time here. And I'm going to get done for saying this if they get beaten Sunday. I'm taking the Eagles by 20, Jeff. Nick Sirianni, Eagle head coach, will be flapping his wings so many times on Saturday. 
he might just fly. On Saturday or Sunday. If he flies on Saturday, he, he might not be there on Sunday. Sunday. But he might be one of that Oregon game instead on Sunday or Saturday. Um, college football podcast now available, folks, to listen to. Browns, Seahawks. Seahawks talking about uniforms, Seahawks are wearing those sexy, sexy. Have you seen those throwbacks? Yeah. Oh, my Love God. Love like, and for that reason, I'm picking the Seahawks. Like I, I literally can't choose between these teams. <laughs> I think this will be maybe a baseball score game, right? I think this is going to be a really low-scoring game, and it doesn't look like Watson's going to play. It's P.J. Walker again. And you talk about two quarterbacks that, you know, four years ago, nobody knew who P.J. Walker was. He was, you know, he had played at Temple, gotten cut. He was playing in the XFL. And, and you know, we know the story about Geno. So, um I think I really like I think the Browns are better than people give them credit for. And I and I particularly like that defense in Cleveland. And so I'm I'm gonna take Cleveland. PJ Walker going to Seattle, getting the win. Ooh. Uh okay. I'm taking I'm taking Seattle. Ravens at the Cardinals. I mean come on, Jeff. Name your score. 34-10. Pretty close. I agree with you. See, now, now we're saying off the same hymn sheet, my friend. Uh, here we go. I mean, hold hold on. Sorry. The Chiefs at the Broncos. Chiefs at the Broncos. Name your score. 6-6. Six, six. What? <laughs> I'm only joking. Uh, probably 40 to, 40, to, 40 to 7, if they're lucky. Yeah, and I mean, you know, the, the Broncos' defense is not very good, and it's not going to be any better now that Kareem Jackson is suspended. So, again, I, I think Kansas City is hitting their stride. And wasn't it interesting when Cole Hardeman came back? All of a sudden, he's found, you know, it's like all of a sudden he came alive. I don't know what the problem was in New York, but again, I'm not going to tell you I told you so, but I told you so. All right. So, McCole Hardeman back. Kansas City Chiefs receiver rooms better. Kelsey celebrated National Tight Ends Day in fine fashion and then walked out with the prom queen. So how much better does it get for Travis Kelsey? Did you see the CBS graphic? Uh, you belong with T-E. You, you belong with T after the Taylor Swift song. You belong with me. Call her right now. Will Taylor Swift be in Frankfurt next week? I'm going to say, yeah. Yeah? That would be interesting. That would be a media sensation. I think they'll fly her out. Uh, that being said, though, very quickly, you mentioned that hit that Kareem Jackson got done for. Does that merit? Uh, it's been reduced to two games. Do you think that hit was merited at four game suspension? Uh, no, I you know I think what happens with these things a lot of times, Mike, the players, you know, Kareem Jackson's being vilified like a, just a dirty player, right? You know, when you're as particularly as a defensive back. The plays happen so fast, and the receivers are right there. I mean, the, the the strike zone is so small, right, that invariably it's going to look worse than it is. And when you look at the the video of it, he didn't he didn't strike with his helmet. He struck with his shoulder. He didn't hit him in the head, right. So I don't get it. But again, I understand it's about player safety. I get that, but. We got to have an appeal system or 
a challenge system in some way where you can overturn a bad call like that. Well, you're answering your questions coming up. And Jeff, I think any NFL fan just wants Mahomes to get through four quarters and not get injured. And I swear to God, I swear to God, please just come on. Uh, right, man, this game's on Sky. The Niners hosting the Bengals gets so spicy now. It was always a spicy game because Joe Burrow and the Bengals are under pressure. They've had a bye week. They've watched every team in the North get a win. They've watched Lamar Jackson play at a godlike level. Sam Darnold is going to start at quarterback for the Niners. I can't pick this. This is the one game this week where I'm like, could you imagine the crack if Sam Darnold went out and balled out for the Niners? Balled out, Jeff. Well, if it's true that Sam Darnold is going to start, then I'm taking, then I'm taking the Bengals. I'm just going to tell you that right now. I don't. I'm not a believer. Now he may be. He may tear it up. He may tear it up. But um, unless Purdy's hurt, I don't understand that move. You know, I obviously he's so trying to protocol. Now you, you you've been a very busy man, to be fair, and and I will just put that out. So we, we were recording. Our week eight preview last night, now available on all good podcast providers. Uh, but we were joking, Jeff, about 20 minutes in that something always happens when we record. There's always breaking news. Something stupid happens. And within 15 minutes, Ian Rapp pops up. Brock Purdy enters a concussion protocol. He's out in something. He's not playing in something. Well, again, now I understand because I would have been shocked if he'd have made that move just because they had lost two games in a row. I, I think I am not at all sold on Sam Darnold right now. He, People that I talk to inside the 49er organization have told me that he's looked good. They were impressed with him in training camp, all of that stuff. But I just can't get out of my mind what I saw, you know, the last two stops. And um, I just I, I think that Cincinnati is getting better. Remember now, Cincinnati started out one and three. And they're clawing their way back in. Burrow got their I'm a week of like a week of prep as well, Jeff. Relaxation as well. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're coming off a bye, so they'll be healthier than they've been. So again, Cincinnati doesn't back off from anybody. And I did a I did a video which you guys will be able to pick up on the X and also through uh, the X through our, through our network and and. It, previews this game and i think it's going to be a saucy saucy matchup so i say spicy you say saucy i love it do you know what you i'm gonna pick the bangles you've converted me i'm i'm doing it um right so i'm off in one i'm going to spend a month in scott like you know i can watch the game late sunday night right so i'm thinking the hours haven't changed in the states it's on an hour earlier sunday night football buzzing who's on this week it's the Chicago Bears and the LA Chargers. <laughs> oh. oh dear Jesus! What what did I do to deserve that? Anyway, it could be a decent game, but it's at SoFi. I feel if it was at Soldier Field, it'd be better crack. SoFi Stadium. I mean, it'd be full of Bears fans, Jeff. Um, I'll take the Chargers to win by seventeen points. Yeah, I think the Chargers will win by ten. I don't think they'll win by seventeen. You know, that badging kid, that, that kid out of Shepard is playing quarterback for the Bears that, you know, won his first start in the NFL. What a great story. As a matter of fact. He played well as well, Jeff, last week. He did play yeah. quite well as well. He, 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 didn't, he did not in any way look. I mean, he's from Shepard University, Mike. That's a tiny school in West Virginia. And 
you know, they have a good football program. It's for their level, but you're talking about division two, right? So that's about as far down as you can go in college football. And he comes in and he doesn't have, there's no bridge for him. There's no NFL Europe. There's no developmental league. This is a guy that was throwing passes at Shepard, right? And now he's playing in the National Football League and he not, maybe he, I don't know, maybe he just is oblivious to, you know, like it doesn't seem like a big thing to him. But the more people talk to him and the more people tell him, you know, what a special thing he's done and all that stuff, he may wake up and all of a sudden look over there and there's Khalil Mack and there's Bosa and go, oh, my God, I'm here. Right. So it'll be interesting to see, but I'm going to take the Chargers by 10. One more game to look at. It's your favorite game of the week, Jeff. Monday night, the Raiders against the Lions. Can we talk about it? Like, I, know, I know Jimmy G's coming back, right? But the Raiders have got a backup that sounds like an Irishman. Uh, or O'Donnell or something. And then the Packers, have got, I've got Clifford as well. Anyway, look, the Lions are winning this game. Monday night. Well, I, I think the Lions win, but the Lions got slapped last week. They got humbled last week. And it was interesting because Dan Campbell said he thought his team needed that. Now, I don't know if I've ever said that our team needed to get beat, but I think they probably were reading their press clippings a little bit and thought they were just going to waltz into Baltimore and win that football game, and, and Baltimore slapped them. So I look for them to get back in the in the you know in, in the mode that we saw them earlier in the year, where they're tough, they're physical, they're resilient, right? And I think the Lions will win the game. A bonus one this week before we take people's questions to finish off this segment of the podcast. Your All Blacks are playing South Africa Saturday night in the rugby. It ain't going to be close. I'm taking South Africa. I think they'll win. I think I seen them play against us. I think they'll win, Jeff. You're going to bet against the most successful professional sports team in history. Well, that now not hold, not hold on. That's that is extremely debatable for a start. Like in rugby, for, for whom? Well, you could say Real Madrid's the most successful sporting team. How many world champions has Real Madrid won? Well, they've won, I think, 14 European Cups. I didn't, I'm not talking about European Cups. I'm talking about world championships. Yeah, but rugby's got less countries and like there's a whole, like, you know. Look, Jeff, you got to understand here. New Zealand, they massacred my boy. You know what I mean? They, they, they knocked us out too. So I, I, it's hard, you know? Did, Mike, did you have you ever learned you can't bet with your heart? You have to bet with your brain, right? Are you going to watch it or are you going to miss it? Because of the- I'm going to watch. I watch the All Blacks every chance I get. I'll tell you a story about the All Blacks. True story. I, I'm in Calgary, okay, with our football team. And we're playing the Stampeders the next day. And I, we walk, I walk into the hotel and I see these girls these girls standing in the lobby of the hotel and obviously they're polynesian kids you can recognize them a mile away and so i walk over and i say malo malo which is hello in samoan right and they answer back to me but then they start to talk to me in that lilty uh new zealand accent that kind of quasi you know english accent and i ask them where they what they were doing and they said and and I, one of the girls 
happened to turn around and she had the fern of the all blacks on her shirt. And I said, she said, we, we play for the black ferns, which is what the women's national team is called. And the women's world cup was going on. It was in Canada. And so we talked and laughed and had a good time. And I asked the girls, I said, when, when are you, how long are you guys staying for? They said to leave the next day, but they were leaving after we had a special teams meeting in the morning, right? They were leaving like 11. We had a nine o'clock special teams meeting. So I said, here's, let's do this. And I, had, I cleared it with their coach. I said, you guys come knock on the door of the special teams meeting room, right? In the hotel at five minutes after my meeting's supposed to start, right? So we get into the meeting. We always shut the door. And, you know, at, when we start the meeting, I, I'm up there starting to talk and all of a sudden there's a knock on the door and I, and I, I blow a gasket. I mean, I blow a gasket. I go freaking absolutely nuts. Who in the freak is late for this effing meeting? Right. Get your ass in here. Right. And the door opens up and the black ferns come in and they proceed right in the middle of our football team to do a haka. And it was unbelievable. So you got all these football players in their meeting and the, in walks 20 of these elite level Polynesian athletes, right? In all of their, in all of their black ferns attire. And Mike, <laughs> it was, you could, I'm telling you, it was like, it, in Hawaii, we say chicken skin moment, but the hair on the back of your neck would stand up. And those girls were like right in the face of our players. They would, all that stuff. It was awesome. I love that. Um, look, I obviously respect the All Blacks. Okay. Completely. And even, you know, after your, after what you told me, and you obviously love them. So, of course, you respect them. I just feel like I seen South Africa beat England four years ago. I seen us play and take South Africa to the last pip. We should have beat the All Blacks. I'm sorry, we should have, but they didn't. So I think it'll be a close game. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take South Africa just for the crack because you're taking the All Blacks. I'm gonna see the crack. I'm taking the All Blacks, and I'm gonna just give you and everybody listening to this podcast a tip, a great tip. All right, there is a book called Legacy, right, and it's the story of the All Blacks and how they came to be what they are today. It's not a historical, it's it's based on the last probably 25 years and what makes the All Blacks unique in all the world of sport. And I'm telling you, Mike, it's great for anybody that's in business, anybody in a family, anybody that in a sports team, what they do and how they conduct themselves and what's important in their organization. It's a fabulous book. Right. Questions. Let, let's go, Jeff. Um, let's just go for, uh, do, do you want to, and this segment of the podcast, just say mahalo. I'm going to say aloha, which means goodbye. Mahalo, you got to remember, mahalo means thank you, right? And I'm going to thank say you, ma mahalo. mahalo and aloha from Mike and I. It's been a lot of fun. And again, we hope to see you again with us next week. Get this podcast, subscribe to our YouTube channel. And again, hopefully we'll see you on the road anytime soon. All right? Go to linktree forward slash rainbow to get your tickets and we love to see you on the road. So, aloha. Yeah.